Greetings. This is Terry Noeltow, and this is the second Internet broadcast in a series of three that I am devoting in this turbulent year to requiems and funeral music. This broadcast is scheduled for release on October 16th, 2022, the anniversary of the judicial murder by guillotine in what is now called the Place de la Concorde in Paris on October 16th, 1793, of Marie-Antoinette d'Autriche, the youngest child of the Holy Roman Empress Maria Theresia and the widow of King Louis XVI, Louis XVI, who had been judicially murdered previously in what is now called the Place de la Concorde on January 21st, 1793. I want to begin this internet broadcast with a remarkable composition that was written in memory of Marie-Antoinette by one of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's great contemporaries, the Czech composer and keyboardist Jan Ladislav Dušek, who was born in 1760 and died in 1812. His memorial composition is The Sufferings of the Queen of France, his Opus 23. It is in ten movements. The Queen's Imprisonment. She reflects on her former greatness. They separate her from her children. The farewell of her children. They pronounce the sentence of death. Her resignation to her fate. The situation and reflections the night before her execution. The guards come to conduct her to the place of execution. They enter the prison door. March. The savage tumult of the rabble. The Queen's invocation to the Almighty just before her death. The guillotine drops. And finally, the apotheosis. This marvelous masterpiece of program music was revived by the great United States of American harpsichordist Igor Kipnis. And I vividly recall, as a child, hearing Igor's debut recital at the Frick Collection on the radio on a Sunday afternoon. Alas, in the recording, which was his first, made at Golden Crest Recordings Huntington Station, New York Studio, in 1962, and 
which replicates the program that he performed that Sunday afternoon at the Frick Collection. Igor does not provide, as he did in that broadcast, the listeners with the movement headings.
Jan Ladislav Dushek, The Sufferings of the Queen of France, Opus 23. The late great Igor Kipnis at the harpsichord in his debut recording, made in 1962 at the Huntington Station, Long Island studio of Golden Crest Records. That composition, apparently, is described on the title page of the first edition as for pianoforte or harpsichord. I promise you that as an appendix, if I can find one, I'll share with you a recording of The Sufferings of the Queen of France, Opus 23, played on an authentic forte piano. Louis says, and Marie-Antoinette, both were dumped into unmarked graves in the Cimetière de la Madeleine in Paris. However, there were closet royalists who witnessed the interments and they were careful to mark the graves, which made exhumations possible years later when the Bourbon monarchy was eventually restored. In 1815, in the aftermath of the Napoleonic Wars, which was attended by heads of state and monarchs from all over Europe, including Louis de Suite, Louis XVIII, the restored Bourbon monarch of France. The Prince de Talleyrand Perigord, one of the ultimate survivors and one of the greatest and most successful diplomats of all time, commissioned his house maître de chapelle, the Austrian pupil of Haydn, Sigismund Neukom, to present a requiem mask to be sung on the anniversary of the judicial murder of Louis says Louis the Sixteenth on january twenty first eighteen fifteen. Neukom cheated. He chose a mass which he had composed two years earlier and dedicated to his three major teachers, one of whom was Joseph Haydn, to whom he was absolutely devoted, and another, Franz Zaver Weissenhauer. This Missa, pro defunctus, was recycled, as the saying goes, for this commemorative event in Vienna on January 21st, 1815. In this performance, which was recorded in the Royal Chapel in Versailles, 
Clémence Tilquin is the soprano, Yasmina Favre, the mezzo-soprano, Robert Getchell, the tenor, and Alain Bouet is the baritone. The Cour de Chambre de Namur and La Grande Écurie et la Chambre du Roi, which plays on authentic instruments, are under the direction of Jean-Claude Malgoire. The Missa is preceded by a marche funèbre and a setting of Miserere Mei Deus, both, of course, composed by Sigismund Neukom.
The Requiem a la Mémoire de Louis Seize by Sigismund Neukom. The composition that he performed at the Congress of Vienna on January 21st 1815, on the 22nd anniversary of the judicial murder of King Louis XVI, King Louis XVI of France, in what is now called the Place de la Concorde in Paris, France, on January 21st, 1793. That Missa de Requiem was preceded by a marche funèbre and a miserere mei deus, also composed by Sigismund Neukom and performed on that occasion. As I remarked earlier, Sigismund Neukom, who was the maître de chapelle, the maître du musique, to the prince de Talleyrand Perigord, cheated on that occasion. He dug into his personal archives and dug out a missa profunctus that he had composed a couple of years earlier in memory of three of his teachers, Michael and Joseph Haydn and Franz Xaver Weissenauer. It was good enough for them. It definitely was good enough for Louise's. In that performance, which was recorded in the Chapelle Royale, the Royal Chapel, in the Chateau de Versailles, in Versailles, France, on January 23, 2016, Clémence Tilquin was the soprano, Yasmina Favre, the mezzo-soprano, Robert Ketchell, the tenor, Alain Bouet, the baritone, the Cœur de Chambre de Namur, and La Grande Écurie et la Chambre du Roi, playing on authentic instruments, were conducted by Jean-Claude Malgoire. By the way, that Requiem was not the only setting of the Requiem that Sigismund Neukom composed. There are several others. Louis says, and by extension, Marie-Antoinette d'Autriche were honored by more than one especially presented Missa de Requiem in their memories. The second of these was performed in the Abbey de Saint-Denis outside of Paris in France, on January 21st, 1816, 23 years after Louis XVI had been judicially murdered 
in Paris. A lot of water had gone under the bridge in those 23 years. The Révolution, the Directorate, the Consulate, the Empire of Napoleon, and ultimately the restoration of the Bourbon monarchy after Napoleon was defeated the first time, exiled to Elba, and then there were the hundred days that ended for good at all with the battle at Waterloo in what is now Belgium. The Surintendant de la Musique de Wah at the time of the beginning of the French Revolution was Jean-Paul Egide Martini, who had been born Johann Paul Egidius Martin in Freiburg in the Upper Palatinate in Germany on August 31st, 1741. He never really got a chance to hold the position and do anything with it, even though he would have been responsible for the music at court, all of the sacred music, and also supervised the music in the major theaters in Paris. However, When the Bourbon monarchy was restored, Louis XVIII, Louis XVIII, gave him back his job. And the first major commission for which the king asked was the Requiem Mass to be performed in Saint-Denis, on January 21st, 1816. Martini conducted the performance, and that, for him personally, was the end of it. He died three weeks later, on February 14th, 1816. This is a recording of the first modern performance of the Messe de Requiem pour la pompe funèbre de Louis XVI et de Marie-Antoinette. This performance was given in the Wallfahrtskirche Maria Hilf at Freistadt in the Upper Palatinate, Martini's birthplace. In this performance, the soloists are Corinna Schreiter, soprano, Martin Platz, tenor, and Marcus Simon, bass. The festival corps Musica Franconia and La Panda, an 
orchestra that plays on authentic instruments are all conducted by Wolfgang Riedelbauch.
Jean-Paul Egide Martinet, born Johann Paul Egidius Martin, in in Freistadt, in the Upper Palatinate, in Germany, on August thirty first, seventeen forty one. The Mess de Requiem, pour Louis says and Marie-Antoinette, which was his farewell creation, composed at the request of Louis de Suite, King Louis Eighteenth, for the reinterment in the Abbey de Saint-Denis of the remains of his older brother, Louis says, and Louis says his widow, Marie-Antoinette d'Autriche, both of whom had been judicially murdered during the Revolution. This performance was given in concert in the Wallfahrtskirche Maria Hilf in Freistadt, Martini's birthplace, on July 23rd, 2016. The soloists were Corinna Schreiter, soprano, Martin Platz, tenor, and Marcus Simon, bass. The festival core, Musica Franconia, and La Banda, an ensemble which plays on authentic instruments, were conducted by Wolfgang Riedelbauch. In 1817, Louis de Suite decided to hold another such memorial celebration for his brother and sister-in-law at Saint-Denis on January 21, 1817. Louis-Paul Egide Martini had been succeeded as Maître de la Chapelle Royale by Louis Cherubini. The Italian-born French composer Louis Cherubini, whom posterity insists on calling Luigi Cherubini, a name he disavowed. The requiem that he wrote for that performance in 1817 is a repertory staple for choral conductors everywhere, and deservedly so. And Cherubini was called upon to present it more than once. The second such occasion took place in the late winter of 1819-1820, when Charles Ferdinand, Duc de Berry, the surviving son and heir apparent 
to the future Chaldees. Louis de Sweet had no children, was assassinated at the Opera on February 13, 1820. He died the following morning. When his state funeral took place, the Requiem in C minor, which Cherubini wrote for the memorial service at Saint-Denis in 1817, was performed again. However, it was preceded by a marche funèbre in D minor, which was a revised version of a pomp funèbre that Cherubini had written in 1797 during the consulate for the state funeral of General Hoche. The performance of the Requiem at the state funeral of Charles Ferdinand, Duc de Berry, was followed by a performance of the In Paradisum, which Cherubini wrote expressly for that occasion at the Chapelle Royale in 1820. In this performance of the Cherubini Requiem in C minor, the 1820 version is presented. First, the Marche Funèbre, then the Missa Pro Functis en Ut Mineur, a quatre voix avec accompagnement, and then the In Paradisum of 1820. The chorus Musicus Köln and Das Neue Orchester, playing on authentic instruments, are conducted in this performance by their founder, Christoph Sperring.
The Requiem in C Minor by Louis Cherubini Born Luigi Cherubini in Florence on September 14, 1860. The Requiem in C Minor was commissioned by Louis de Suite, King Louis XVIII of France, for a commemoration of the sad anniversary of the judicial murder of his older brother, King Louis XVI, and the subsequent judicial murder of his widow, Marie-Antoinette d'Autriche, on October 16, 1793. The commemoration service was held in the Abbe Saint-Denis, outside of Paris, where the remains of Louis XVI and Marie-Antoinette d'Autriche had been reinterred the previous year. The version of the Requiem in C minor, which I have shared with you on, is the version performed three years later at the state funeral of Charles Ferdinand, Duc de Berry, the son and heir apparent of the future Charles the youngest brother of Louis says, and the younger brother of Louis de Suite. Despite the fact that he was popular both with the military, he was himself a military officer, and the people in general in France did not prevent his assassination by a disgruntled Bonapartist on February 13, 1820. The Duke died the following morning. The sequence of the music that was performed at the state funeral was a marche funèbre that Cherubini revised from a pomp funèbre that he had composed over 20 years before, the Requiem in C minor, and finally, a setting of In Paradisum. In this recording, the chorus Musicus Köln and das Neue Orchester, playing on authentic instruments, were conducted by Christoph Spering. At this point in the proceedings, I would like to remind you that I am grateful, and so should you be, to the wonderful, charismatic, charming, and dynamic Lin Yen, the executive director of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, a not-for-profit entity in the state of Connecticut. 
they make these internet broadcasts possible. If you are enjoying these broadcasts, as I certainly hope that you are, I hope that you will visit the website of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture at www.ffrcc.org. You'll see a tablet with the word donate on it. Click on that tablet. You will be taken to a page that will provide you with all the guidance that you need in order to make your fully tax-deductible contribution to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, a not-for-profit entity in the state of Connecticut, not only to support these Internet broadcasts, but also perhaps more importantly, the other myriad worthy programs that the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture makes possible. Thank you.